Turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter number 3. This is the Roman survey class. And in the Roman survey class, we read through the scriptures to become familiar with the scriptures, the context of the chapters, the context of the different portions of each book. And so this is the Roman survey, and this will be class number 3. And of course, class number 3 means that we're in Romans number 3. And we'll read this chapter with very limited comment because in the survey class again we're just trying to get an overview a summary of each chapter and perhaps just a little bit of light on a particular verse itself so without any further delay let's get into Romans chapter 3 verse number 1 what advantage then hath the Jew or what profit is there of circumcision much every way chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. This is just a small set of verses here that goes along with many other verses in the New Testament and the Old Testament that reminds us that God is committed to preserving the Jew, the physical line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's much controversy about whether the Jews are cast away permanently or whether the Jews have been cast away and will be uh, reinstated, regrafted into its own olive tree, as the Bible says. And, and we've read some of those verses uh, before, and we've talked about some of those verses in some of the other classes. But here we'll just mention that in this passage of Scripture, chapter 3 opens up with just a reminder that God has not forsaken the Jew, the Jew uh, specifically the uncircumcision that is a very specific reference that uncircumcision and circumcision very specific uh, reference to the physical children of Abraham Isaac and Jacob much every way he says and chiefly he says the benefit is that because that unto them were committed the oracles of God uh, the oracle is a mouthpiece. An oracle is a source of information. An oracle is a source of direction. An oracle is a source of information about the future. And the Bible in its prophecy, in its epistles, in its foretelling is uh, given to the Jew. And the Jew has a, has a part not only in the writing of the scripture, but the fulfilling of the scripture as well. And so this first portion of Romans chapter 3 reminds us that God is very interested in preserving and restoring Israel. Verse number 3, for what if some did not believe? And of course the reference is to Israel. What if some of the Israelites did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Absolutely not. God is going to fulfill his promises much the same way as he fulfills the righteousness of the Christian. God does it himself. We are unable to match up to the criteria, match up to the principles and the standards of God. But God himself is going to make up for our lack of faith our lack of fortitude, and God will perform his promises even though we be not able to match up to him. Verse 4, God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? Now even though God is going to uphold Israel and even though God will uphold us, 
uh, as Christians by imputing to us his righteousness, God still must judge the world. And so he must hold a man accountable of his deeds and his works in the flesh. And certainly, even though a man has the imputed righteousness of Christ and will go to heaven when he dies, he still will answer for the things done in the flesh by receiving or not receiving rewards. And so he says this, God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. The Jew is is not uh, up to the standard of God. The Gentile is not up to the standard of God. If God were to completely forsake the nation of Israel, then he would uh, also fors- uh, completely forsake the Gentile. The, the Jews and Gentiles stand by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when God turns again to the nation of Israel... And takes the blinders off of their eyes, which these are passages that we'd, we would deal with in the book of Corinthians and other places as well. Uh, the book of Colossians. Uh, there are many things to be said about that. But when God takes away the veil and that they're able to see clearly, God certainly will restore them by faith. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable, Jew and Gentile. They are together Jew and Gentile together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. The Bible says in the book of Galatians that the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So the law, the rules, and the regulations that were set up by God are to let us know that we are sinners. In other words, a man tries to fulfill these laws and comes short, and he tries to fulfill the laws and comes short, and he has to have a sacrifice for sin every year. It it should dawn on him at some point, and at that point, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. There came a time in the history of men where God had given them enough room to prove to themselves that they could not live up to God's law. And so he says, by the law is the knowledge of sin. And at that point, Christ died for our sins and offered that gospel to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. But, not the, uh, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. 
for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. And propitiation is a payment for peace. If two people are at odds, propitiation is the making of peace between the two. Bringing one, bringing one side and the other side together and taking away any schism, any offense that might be between the two so that they're able to restore a relationship. And so the, that's what a propitiation is. Christ was our propitiation. So propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Now, remission is not forgiveness. Remission, the definition of remission would be to lose power. Remission is to lose power, uh, to stop growing. If a person has cancer and they go into remission, that doesn't mean that they're cancer-free. It means that the cancer has stopped spreading and has lost its power to corrupt. And so uh, a healing can begin at that point and at that place but remission is not the absence of sin it's not it's not the forgiveness of sin of course forgiveness we have and certainly healing we have but remission is a totally different issue than being just forgiven uh, look it up in the dictionary and try to do some study on that maybe in your own time Remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. All right, we'll see you next time in chapter number four.